This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Introducing Wondersuite from Bluehost.com. Website creation is hard. But now with Bluehost, you can answer a few simple questions about your business and get a unique WordPress website or store right away. From there, you can customize your design, colors, and content. And Bluehost automatically helps you get found in search engines like Google and Bing. From step-by-step guidance to suggested plugins, Bluehost makes WordPress wonderful for everyone. Go to bluehost.com slash wondersuite. This is the Mindful Experiment Podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Vic. Excited that you're here. This podcast is all about diving deep into the mind and understanding this experiment or this game we call life. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. Hey guys, Dr. Vic here. And before we get into today's episode, I wanted to just share with you about my upcoming book, Decoding the Matrix, coming out in May 2022. And right now I have a VIP list that I'm creating uh, that I would love to have you join. And what this is, is you're going to get a massive discount on the book and a ton of freebies. And it's only going to be available to those on the list. So if you want to looking for an amazing book to come out that's going to help you understand your potential, start your spiritual awakening, and really just see the importance and the value of who you are and what you bring to the table of being existing in this world and understanding how to not allow the matrix to tarnish that, then this book is for you. So check it out in the show notes. You can click on there and you can uh, go ahead and put your information in and you'll be put on the list automatically. I'll be sharing updates on the book. And you're going to, again, like I said, you're going to get an unbelievably massive discount for the book and a ton of freebies. So don't wait, check the show notes and click on the link and get signed up today. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Vic and you're listening to an episode here on the Mindful Experiment. Well, this interview that we have this week for you guys is one that I truly enjoyed. It's actually, I love the name of his podcast because it is all about a lot of stuff that we share here on the Mindful Experiment. And it really was just a heartfelt convo, some really simple, but very powerful wisdom that is shared. And uh, I had a blast interviewing Walt Thiessen. And it was one of these things where we just connect, we gel, we, we talk about life, talk about how to make change, how to create change in our life and so much more. And uh, really, really gelled in this interview. And I know you'll feel that. So before I get into the interview and, 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 and our conversation with Walt, Um, Walt founded LOA Today with his wife, Louise, on September 26, 2012. 
their wedding anniversary. His intention for the show is to help listeners achieve and maintain their highest vibration levels by giving them their daily dose of happy. Walt records five days a week, Monday through Friday at 4 p.m. New York time. He started the show because he was broke, deeply in debt, and despondent. He couldn't even afford to buy a self-help book, let alone hire a coach. So he thought, I know, I'll start a podcast and invite experts on the show, and they'll coach me for free. It worked like a charm, and the rest, as they say, is history. Or at least, it's his story. He shares his story and so much more in this episode. So sit back, relax, and enjoy my wonderful conversation with Walt Deason. Walt, welcome to the show. Thank you. Thank you very much for having me. And uh, th- this is actually a return visit. You visited my show. So this is this is great. I got to talk with you twice. I love this. I love it. Too. I love doing these things because then I can, you know, you pick my brain, now I can pick yours and uh, we can, and both the listeners benefit from it. So I think that's the exciting part of it all. Exactly. Um, one of the things my listeners know, I like to get right into things. So one of the, how did you get into what you're doing today? What's your story? What's your journey? Tell us all about it. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Um, I got into podcasting in 2012, and the way I got there was I've been self-employed since 2002, I think it was, full-time. I was part-time before that, went full-time in 2002, and at that point, I was running a business uh, providing web services. This would be like website building in the early stages for nonprofit organizations, very, very small ones, little tiny ones in you know, a township, that kind of thing. And it worked great until 2008 when the financial crisis came along. And blip, there they all went. They all disappeared quickly. So my business disappeared. And my wife also is self-employed and her business disappeared too. So we lost both of our businesses at the same time, all of our income out the window. And it was terrifying. And so now we're trying to figure out how to survive. Uh, There were no jobs to be gotten. Basically, try to rebuild the business is all we could really do. There wasn't any clientele, so I was creating a brand new clientele. It was a mess. So by the time 2012 comes around, four years later, we're deep in debt. Um, The amount of money we're making is probably about the equivalent of minimum wage. It was not very good. (laughs) And I'm trying to figure out, what do I do differently? I mean, this is just a horrible circumstance we're in, and I couldn't think of any way out of it. I I was in such a bad state financially, I couldn't even afford to buy a book, let alone hire a coach. That's how bad things were. So I said, well, I got to do something. What can I do? And then I'd been hearing about podcasting for some time. I thought, I know. I'll create a podcast. I'll bring on all these people who are experts and they can teach me for free. And it worked. <laughs> <laughs> it worked beautifully. But what surprised me is how much I love doing it. I didn't expect that part. I mean, I long ago, back when I was in college, I did college radio. So I had some, you know, some involvement in doing broadcasting of a kind. It was a very small college radio station, but it was basically just put on some music and then say something between tunes. There wasn't more than that. So I didn't really expect I was going to love doing this, but I really love doing what you and I do. And it got to the point where about three or four years into it, I needed more than once a week. That wasn't enough. So I started doing it daily. In fact, I started doing it twice a day. That that was actually a little bit too much, but uh, scaled it back to uh, daily after that. And it's like my thing. I I can't get enough of this stuff. The, the, The way I like to describe it is this. It's the best kind of addiction you can have because you don't have to spend three months in Arizona drying out afterward. I mean, it's the best. <laughs> <laughs> I agree. It's one of the main medias I like to use to just, you know, for anything, just sharing content or, you know, and all that kind of stuff. Cause it's just, uh, 
you know, I tell my clients all the time, like, you got to find what works for you. Don't tell, don't, you can listen to what other people tell you to do, like what's the trends and what's all, and that's important. I'm not saying it's not, but I'm like, you got to do what you love. I go, why do you think I do podcasting so much? I like, you know, I have, you know, two episodes a week and I do this and, and it's one of those things that's just you enjoy. What is one of the things though, that podcasting that you would say you enjoy the most out of in the last, you know, 10 years of doing it? Oh, it's, it's definitely the, the people and the perspectives that I get from them and the relationships that I built as well. I mean, I've built some fabulous relationships with guests and co-hosts over the years, but the perspectives, man, oh man, did I really gain a, an appreciation of just how valuable different perspectives are. And I've actually gotten to the point now, I suspect you probably do the same thing where I want to have as many different guests and co-hosts as I can talking about topics because all their different perspectives give me different views of something that I thought was, oh, there's only one way to look at. Well, no, there's a lot of ways to look at some of these things. And when you do, it's like, wow, this, this, is, this is really educational. This is where I get the most growth and it's where my audience gets the most growth too. In fact, I have found, and again, I'm sure this is true for you too, I have found that the more that I enjoy the show and the more that I learn from it, the more that my audience enjoys the show and the more that my audience grows from it. In fact, that I, I subtitle my show, Your Daily Dose of Happy, because that's what I noticed was happening. The, more, the happier I became, the happier my audience became. So it just becomes like a, a self-fulfilling and, and kind of a circuitous process. I feed it. It feeds me. They feed me. I feed them. It's just ongoing. I love it. <laughs> it's infinite, right? It's endless. There's no, it there's is. no it's one of those beautiful things. Yeah. No, I, I totally agree with you. And it's like, um, I've had one time people ask me like, you know, why did you start a podcast or what was that? And one of my reasons was when I first, I was like, I want to get information out there. But then I said, when I started interviewing people, cause that was originally part of my plan. Um, they're like, why do you want to interview people? And I said, selfish reasons. Like, what do you mean? Why you, well, wait, wait, it's selfish. I'm like, yeah, selfish reasons. I want to be able to just connect and, and be able to pick people's brains and I can learn from them. But at the same token, it's perspective. It's seeing things from a different avenue that I, maybe I, it's outside my realm. And I'm like, and I can grow as an individual and all those kind of things. And then the listeners benefit from it at the end. So that's the beauty of it all. Right. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's not only beautiful, it's, it's serendipitous. I think that's probably the best word I can think of because so much good stuff comes out of it that I don't expect. So true. I love yeah. it. And you talked about building relationships. I thought we can segue into that a little bit and, sure. and, and, and start going in because, you know, lot, there's so much you, you've gained over the years and learning just from podcasting and learning from other people's perspectives and just people in general. And I think relationships is a great topic to dive down and just, you know, pick your brain of what are some things in relationships you see in today's world um, that is kind of blocks for us, that hinder us, that don't let us to get to those deeper, well, I'm going up this way, deeper levels, um, <laughs> the deeper levels of a relationship, but, you know, to have that, that deep connection and, and so forth, what, what's going on that you, from your perspective that you're seeing that is not allowing us to have that? Oh yeah. So much. I mean, there's so much going on. Well, first of all, um, I mean, the topic of my show originated around the idea of the law of attraction. So that's been kind of like an underlying theme throughout all the years. And whenever you're talking law of attraction, people who get involved and interested in that are usually interested in one of three broad categories. And I mentioned them to you before we started today. One is relationships. Another one is money or career. And a third one is health. And of course, health, that's the field you have covered in spades. Uh, but relationships is a big part of that. And I think one of the main reasons is because this is something one of my co-hosts, talk about perspective, right? This is something one of my co-hosts um, pointed out to me one time. She said, we have relationships, not just with people. We have relationships with everything. 
We have relationships with the computers that we're using. We have relationships with our work and the work that we do, not just the people who we work with at work, but the stuff that we do. We have relationships, sure, with our family and our friends and, and all that, but we have relationships with our cars and with places that we go and things that we see. We have relationships with everything that's in our lives. So when we start expanding it that way, then we realize, my God, relationships, they're everything. They are everything in life. In fact, you really can't examine any area of your life without recognizing that there's at least one or more relationships involved in it. So when you look at it that way, then you begin to realize, oh my God, if I'm not spending more time focusing on my relationships to not just to the people in my life, but to everything in my life, I'm not focusing on my life. I'm not trying to grow. I'm not trying to get better. I'm not trying to improve myself. I'm just kind of, you know, riding default, <laughs> just kind of getting by in life. And that's not life. So from my perspective, learning about and building relationships is about building your life. And there's also, a, <clears throat> excuse me, <clears throat> oh my goodness. There's also a second thing that I've really picked on lately. And I picked it up from the field of positive psychology. And I don't know if you're aware of what's been going on in, in the psychology field over the last 25, 30 years or so, but there's this new area of it called the positive psychology field. And it's, it's gaining strength, it's gaining recognition, it's gaining acceptance. That was a big deal because psychology for the longest time was about abnormal psychology. But um, in the past 20, 25 years, it's really taken on a very strong stronghold. And in the process, they've been re revealing a lot of really cool things about how we as human beings are and how we behave and how we think and how we emote and all that kind of thing. One of the really great studies that has come out of the positive psychology movement is a study that was conducted by Sean Aker. You probably know who Sean is. Listeners may know who it is, but Sean uh, is one of the original founders of it. He actually was a graduate student at Harvard University when their first program was first created. He was an advisor to the professor who created the program. He played a major role in the development of their program. And he was also a resident advisor there. And so he, he got to actually conduct many of the studies. He worked with the students. He saw how students were dealing with their stuff. And of course, Harvard University, you've got massive amounts of pressure. You know, you got the brightest of the bright and they're all colliding with each other. And now all of a sudden, they're not the brightest anymore. I mean, it's all this stuff that goes on. And so he's doing all these studies. And one of the studies that he did, he wanted to try to understand what does it take for people to succeed in life? In other words, is there a way that you can measure? Is there, is there something that you can detect through a study, through you know, like a, a survey or something where you can say, okay, that factor is going to tell me whether or not this person is going to achieve whatever kind of success they're looking for in life. And he figured, well, if you can't test that with Harvard students, who can you test it with? So he created a study. Actually, about one-fifth of the school took the survey. And there were like, I don't know how many questions dozens of questions on the survey, all carefully crafted, except for one that he threw in at the end. And the interesting thing is he couldn't find any correlations except for the one question that he threw in at the end, <laughs> which isn't that the way it goes with science, right? You got all these things. Okay. I've got this all planned out and nothing ever works until you get this one thing that you kind of threw in there. Well, that's what happened. And the question was about social connectedness. How socially connected are you? And it turned out that the correlation between social connectedness and success in whatever area of your life you're looking at was 0.7. Now, as a scientist, you know, that's a pretty high correlation. And for listeners, people who, who might not really understand, the correlation between smoking cigarettes and getting cancer 
is 0.44. This is 0.7. This is a very high level of correlation. So what it says to us is how connected are you socially? And not just in terms of the number of people, not how many Instagram friends you have, but also how deep are the connections? Because when you know that, you know, seven times out of 10, no matter who we're talking about, you know, seven times out of 10, you can predict how successful or how unsuccessful they're going to be in life. So if you want an example of just how important relationships are, that study is the most, it's the best example I can think of that shows just how important they really are. That's a powerful study too. I remember, yeah. I remember hearing about that years ago, a couple of years ago, and I was just like, wow, that's okay. So it's not about, you know, what's that phrase? It's not about, um, ah, success is not about what, you know, no, it's like who, you know, in other words, like you're successful based on who, you know, but I love the, the aspect of the depth of the relationship, yeah. which that totally shifted my whole psychology into like, I'll have three friends. I don't care if I just have three friends, but those three friends will be my deepest relationships I have um, because then it's an enriched relationship and so forth. And it's just uh, it's a cool study for everyone listening. That is something it that is. is is a game changer. And, you know, I always look at every relationship it enriches our life. That's how I look at it from that perspective. Yeah. Like, you know, like if my relationship with my wife, it only enriches my life more, my relationship with my parents, my relationship. And, and if they're the depth and, the, and all that really allows for that. How can then someone knowing that information, what are mm. things that they can do then to take that to the next level to you know, help them with success, help them with, you know, and success doesn't have to be financial wealth. It can be every, however you define the word success, how can that help the individuals? Absolutely. And it's a great question. It, it's actually, in a sense, the question I was asking myself in 2012. I didn't know about the study then. I didn't find out about that study until a couple of years after that. But I was kind of acting on the same impulse without realizing it. Now, all I was trying to do is I was trying to figure out how to make my business and, and my finances better. What I didn't realize that I was doing, but I was kind of doing it subconsciously by creating a podcast, I was trying to reach out to connect to people. I figured, well, if I connect to enough people, they can teach me what I need to know, which was true. What I, what I didn't know consciously, but I think I kind of knew subconsciously was I needed those connections in order to grow. And, and seriously, ever since that I started doing the podcast, that's nearly 10 years ago, my growth has been directly correlated with the number of people I've had on the show and the number of people that I've been bringing into my life in other ways. So I'm seeing it in a day-to-day, -day, I'm seeing it day-to-day, -day, not, not just year-to-year, -year, I'm seeing it day-to-day. -day. It took me probably two to three years in before I really noticed it. And then it was only because of that perspective, because when my co-host pointed out, hey, look at all you've grown in the last two or three years, I said, yeah, you're kind of right about that. I hadn't thought of that. But ever since then, I've been more aware of it. And you know, as well as I do, the more that um, you pay attention to X, whatever X is, you see more of it. It's like the, the, the old story about, you know, you, you went and you bought a Toyota Camry and it's a blue Toyota Camry. And then all of a sudden you see blue Toyota Camrys everywhere, right? Because that's, that's what happens, right? We, we, it's part of the programming, part of the way the brain works. We just kind of are training our minds to see certain things. And so we see more of them and we experience more of them. Well, I started seeing more and more value of connections. So what did I get? I got more connections. I kept looking for connections. It, 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 it develops a momentum of its own, really, over time, just because you, you're, you're giving your attention to it. So to answer the question, this is a long way around to your question, but to answer your question, how, what, what steps can you take? You just start taking steps. It doesn't really matter. You just start taking steps to build relationships. Even if you go in the wrong direction, you can't really go in the wrong direction.
I mean, you, you know who Mike Dooley is. He was involved in uh, the movie The Secret. He's a big uh, motivational speaker and so forth. He has this really great example of how you take your first steps. He says it's like with a GPS. If you get in your car and you turn on your, your GPS and you want to go to a certain place and you start driving in the wrong direction, what does the GPS say? It says, make a legal U-turn. And that's what happens in life. You, 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 you take steps. The steps are in the wrong direction and you get a signal that says, nope, wrong direction, go over that way. <laughs> and so you go over that way. <laughs> and that it's the same thing with building relationships. So even if you get a signal that's like, okay, I tried to build this new relationship. It was really the wrong person. Boy, we just were like oil and water. Guess what? You just got a signal. It's the wrong person. Go on to the next person. You're getting a signal. It's still, even if it's the wrong person, you got some information that was useful. And that's the way it works. You just get some information, take another step, build another relationship see what happens there, take another step, and you just keep taking steps. I love that advice. I, th I think sometimes we get so paralyzed thinking we want to make the right decision or make the right choice. Oh, and we God, get yes. so oh. stressed on that, that it's yeah. like, just take steps. Who cares? Like, it's not the end of the world. You're still going to learn something. And, right? and you, you'll still get something out of it. Like, I, you know, I, I always, I, there's a phrase I always say that you always win in life. There's no losses. Even yes. in sports, and so because I have some people come at me like, "Oh, but in sports, there's winners and losers." I'm like, "No, there's not. Just because you hold a trophy doesn't mean you're the winner, and the other person's the loser. The winners got a trophy; they won that, right? Mm -hmm. What did you win for not getting the trophy? You won something too, though. There's a lesson, there's an experience, there's something there you're gonna get. It's just not yes. physically a trophy for you. Exactly, exactly right. In fact, that thing that you get is often more valuable than the trophy. That's the thing that's really amazing to me. I, I had on the podcast, I have a combination of, I do co-hosts as well as guests, and I often have them mixed together. Uh, and one of the things, this is a side note, one of the things I found, I'm curious to know if you've ever uh, checked this out. I found that three is the best number for a podcast. Two is good. I like what we're doing right here is really great. Four can be good too. There's something about three. I don't know. It kind of magically just enhances the conversation. I haven't figured that one out yet. So if, if you have any experience with that, let me know about it. I've never tried three, but I'll have to see. I mean, uh, from, you know, geometry and all that kind of stuff, the triangle is the strongest symbol of all. It has yeah. three sides, uh, the trinity of three, three links mm -hmm. to the ascended masters and all this other stuff. So right. I can see the number, uh, the effect of that. But uh, I, yeah, I have to, or maybe it's just lines of communication. I'll go from psychology, right? You only have, I don't know. you know, two people like you and I, there's only two lines of communication going back and forth. You had another one. Now that's become six because there's yep. communications with you and me and the per, you know, going that way. I don't know. I thought it, it's, it's interesting to see. I don't have an answer, but um, I don't know either. All I know is that it works. It's great. But <laughs> fortunately, two also works really good. So we, we can go with two. That's fine. But yeah, the more the more that we can apply ourselves to just building that, whatever way we, well, we can build that, it just it just feeds us. I think that's probably the biggest part. I, I find myself constantly being energetically infused every time that I do a podcast interview, every time that I meet a new friend, every time I hear that new perspective. And I think the other thing too, this is especially valuable where relationships are concerned and, and because of uh, the, the different perspectives that the relationships give us. I find that over time, I'm able to leave behind stuff that used to piss me off. And I can't tell you how important that is. Unless, uh, unless you've been there, you just don't know. 
But if you've been there, you know totally what I'm talking about. I, I kind of, from your head nodding, I can tell that you have been there. <laughs> but the fact is that when we can let go of that stuff, that's when our lives get incre- not incrementally better, instrumentally better. Like, you know, what, what, what's the, uh, um, I'm trying to think what the mathematical term is, geometrically better. They get, they, they, things get ge- geometrically expanding. And, and when you get that kind of expansion, yeah, it becomes exponential. There's another good way to say it. Um, it. It just gets better and better and better, all because you left the crap behind. And we all have crap, right? I mean, hey, when you if, if, if you grow up, if you if you live from the ages of like two to seven, you had crap. That's all there is to it. That's just the way life works. You go through it. You pick up stuff. This is the way your personality comes together. Parents didn't always do it the way would be the ideal way for parents for for them to behave for you, which is probably different from the way they should have behaved for somebody else. I mean, you're going to come through with crap. It's just going to happen. How soon can you leave it behind? And more importantly, how soon can you learn how to respond to that crap? Because crap tends to keep coming up, right? We tend to keep replaying the same tapes over and over and over again. And as those tapes continue to play, that's when we start to get ourselves really frustrated. And that's when we have the failures that don't seem to work out. And like you said, there's no such thing, but that's what we think, that these failures are screwing us up. Well, I, I can remember one particular interview where I had one of my co-hosts and a guest like yourself, both of them multimillionaires, very, very successful, both of them coaches of other people on how to become millionaires. And I was asking both of them, you know, what, what do you remember most about when you were getting your businesses started and, and starting to achieve your first levels of success, what do you remember? And the, the first one told me how he was a, a Domino's franchisee and he had spent all this money on the Domino's franchise and it was failing. He was going out of business and he was scared out of his mind and neither and his wife were trying to figure out what to do. They finally managed to turn it around and became very, very successful. And the second one was my friend, who's also one of my co-hosts, Dan Mangan. And I asked him the same question. He says, well, what I can tell you is this. We went through, I went through a lot of pain and then there was a lot of pain and then we did some things and then there was some more pain. And did I mention the pain? (laughs) And what he was referring to is all these things that we've referred to as failures. Those are the things we feel as being painful. It isn't until we get through it later on and we look back and we say, wow, that was really valuable. I don't want to ever go through that again, but that's when I did my most learning. So to your point that there's no such thing as failure to add to that, Really, that's what the pain is all about. The pain is about us working through this stuff that's going to benefit us in a huge way later on. Yeah, I just couldn't agree more. I mean, it's one of those things where, you know, I, I sometimes I'll use the, I like nature and universe universe or whatever, you know, to teach me or show, show like, is it in there? Does it exist? And like, mm-hmm. you look at a diamond, diamond doesn't have a smooth road to get to where it has to get to. Yep. Uh, you know, you look at, you know, different things on, you know, plants and all these other things, like a bamboo tree takes a lot of work before it shoots up. Everyone looks at them and they go, look how tall they are. But when you think about the work, what it had to cultivate before it even sprung out of the earth, it's like over four years before from a seed, it just, it builds its network of support before it's ready. Then all of a sudden within five weeks, it's, you know, 10, 15, 20 feet up in the air. Um, and it's just, you know, looking at those, those kind of perspectives, my mind always goes to, I always, and I'm going to ask you this question then if you talk, I've talked to you, know, just like you have interviewed a lot of people, very successful. And, you know, they always, you know, and if you listen to the personal help, self-help world, if you listen to different individuals, they'll tell you, you have to sacrifice, you have to grind, you have to hustle, sweat equity, all these different things. From a law of attraction or law of vibration standpoint, kind of similar, if you, once you get to a certain vibe, you get, you attract what's in your life, right? There's a time and a space continuum, but once you vibe there, you only get what you vibe at. So 
is there ways or, you know, aspects to where we can achieve levels quicker, faster? How is there a way, do we have to go through the pain in the length of time or because, or is there ways that we can shorten that? The, the answer to all those questions is yes. <laughs> I like that quick and easy. <laughs> well, it's true because it's going to be different for every person, but overall, yes, we can speed things. Yes. Up. Yes. We can actually grow faster or yes, we can grow slower. It's really up to us. Um, yes, it's important to deal with that old those old tapes from the past. Those are the ones that usually hold us back. Yes, we can grow through them quickly. Yes, we can take our time growing through them. It's really up to us each step of the way. And what's the overall approach? I mean, there's a lot of things you could we, we could spend another whole podcast or two on this one. But if I had to just pick something quickly, raise your vibration. And vibration, when we mean vibration, what we say, what, what, when we say vibration, rather, we mean your emotional state. Where are you at right now? Kind of take like an emotional temperature. Like right now, I'm feeling pretty good. I'm feeling kind of happy and excited because I'm enjoying this interview. So my my vibration is pretty high right now. If I'm feeling angry or frustrated, my vibration is pretty low. If I'm depressed, it's really, really low. You know, if if I'm feeling appreciation and joy, it's like, oh, it's way, way up here. You know, so, so where are you at right now? Take inventory. And then don't worry so much about where you are. But ask yourself, what can I do to feel a little bit better? Because if, if you can make that your day, constantly looking for how can I feel a little bit better, not worrying if you slide back, that happens sometimes, but what can I do where I am right now to feel a little bit better? Not a whole lot better, a little bit better. Because if you can get into that habit, that's when everything starts to move and shake. That's when the whole, the, it, it used to be for me, it seemed like everything was a honeycomb, all kind of glued and stuck together and nothing ever moved. It wasn't until I adopted this attitude that everything started to move. It felt like my life was going somewhere. It felt like you know, the, the earth was coming together in a way that actually made sense. I, I mentioned how when I started, I was deep in debt. I didn't know how to fix the financial situation. The only thing that was really holding together was my relationship with my wife. That was the only thing that got us through all of that. Once we started applying this basic principle, first of all, there's a whole story that we don't have time for that where all this stuff that's just started to happen. Law of, talk about law of attraction. It was crazy. But the other thing that happened was as we started moving through it, it got easier. I, I was deep in debt, but as of last year, I paid off the entire debt. I'm completely out of debt now. And the most amazing part about that is that most of the debt didn't get paid off until last year, which is really odd. But it's because I was still working through stuff. And I had to work through all that stuff to get to the point where I could feel better on a regular basis, always feeling a little better, a little better, a little better, so that things could open up for me. And that's what happened. I love that. I love I love the, the advice there. I think it's extremely solid. It's very... Um, you know, you, you, it's, it's that pulse. Everyone thinks about like, you know, it's kind of something I share a lot too, where you have to, you know, take an inventory of your emotions every single day. And yes. it's like, you know, some people call it the 1%, you know, like just how can you, you know, they always say like, how can you grow 1%? I, I like to turn that around, but also like, how can you shift your emotions 1% better or higher or higher vibration? How can you just right. keep moving in that direction? Um, because then you get way out of this mind here that can play so many tricks. And I know you've had that. I've had that with my own money issues back in the day. Um, and it was one of those things where that mind comes in and wants to control. It freaks you out. This is what it's oh, always yeah. going to be, right? Um, and then, but this kind of says, hey, you know what? Forget all the noise. I'm just going to do this one thing. And this one thing I'm going to do is just try to be emotionally better everyone, just a little bit every day. And um, it makes you forget and not focus there. And now you're shifting energy to what matters most. 
And that becomes a game changer. I know that was for me and my experience with my financial stuff where all these things I worried about, eventually I was just like, you know what, God, if this is what I'm meant to do, if I'm meant to keep these doors open in my business and do this a certain way, I'm just going to focus with everyone that walks in this office and just show my love and gratitude for them. And I'm not going to, I'm just, that's all I'm going to do. And I'm not going to do anything else. And then all of a sudden next week, the money came, what I needed to hold me off. And then I just kept focusing on love and gratitude and it took me where I needed to be today. And I love those words you use, love and gratitude. I, I actually put appreciation in there because I think appreciation is even higher than gratitude. But I, I actually think it's the best thing you can do every day. If you can appreciate something and do it during the day too. That's the other thing. I, I, I imagine you do the same thing. I don't just start the day with something like this. I'm constantly throughout the day checking. I'm taking my own temperature, so to speak. How am I doing right now? I just went through something tough. Okay, what can I do to raise the vibration off of that? I don't like what happened there. Okay, what can I do to change the way I'm thinking about that? I'm, I'm constantly checking throughout my day. That, that's what really gets you through the day, I find anyway. I think the people who don't do that, they're the ones who find themselves getting stuck faster. Totally. And then that's where it comes to, and I, I, I'm still at fault. I need to get better at this. And I mean, I do gratitude practicing morning and after, in the evenings, but it's like checking the, the repetitive checks. That's yes. something I'm trying to get better with because it's like my wife. Well, it's like, practice. Oh, Right. It, it does. Right. And I'm type of that. I'll get my head down into the work and not take, Hey, let me take a moment. Yeah. So like, even before coming on this podcast with you, I was like, you know, let me go take 30 minutes with my wife. I'm going to get my vibe, right. Get my mental status, right. Not to drive and be like, I'm gonna make this a successful podcast interview. I'm like, no, let me just be in the space that I need to get to. And then I was there, came here and it was just gelling. Like we are. I so, love it. That's great. But I think what you're sharing, though, too, is because a lot of people I've interviewed, like I've I studied law of attraction for quite some time. The secret opened the door to I was like, oh, this is what they this is what it is. OK, great. Yeah. And I heard about it, but I never had like a words to put together. But there there comes the point where uh, and I'm losing my train of thought here for a second. It'll come back. But um, the the ah, law of attraction energy. Anywho, it'll come back to me. But anyhow, um, well, well, let me tell you where I think you might have been going. This may give you a clue. OK. One of the things that people say is, well, they don't tell you everything in the secret. They, they, there are things that they leave out. There, there, are, there are questions unanswered. Is that kind of where you were going? No, but I, let's go there. Because okay. like I, John Martini, I had a chance to talk with him. And uh, mm, he's, a, yeah. he's a chiropractor. Love the guy. Um, he, when I was at school, there was a, he was like, hey, for students, I'll, you know, this much money, you can come hang out with me for three hours and I'll pick, you can pick my brain on anything. I was like, oh, that's a, that's a no-brainer. Right. I'll, put that, I'll put that. Where do I swipe my credit card for that one? <laughs> uh, and it was great. And he broke down the secret, what was great, what wasn't, and all that. But I'd love to hear what, what you have to you know share on well, that. Well, actually, what I found is that and I used to be in that same camp too. I was the, that was one of the reasons why I started my podcast because there was I had seen the secret. I saw it a year after it came out, and a lot of it made sense, but some of it didn't make sense, and I couldn't implement it successfully and so forth. So I figured like they they, they left stuff out. What I found afterward was that a lot of other people were saying the same thing, including a lot of experts. Like they they, they didn't really cover all of it, and and I went with that theme for quite some time until about a year ago. I watched the secret again. I hadn't watched it in years. But I watched it again and I realized it's all there. What happens is we watch it and because we have certain things that we're focused on, we want them to focus a whole lot more of that, spend a whole lot more time in the movie on that part. And so we figure, well, they didn't do that. So they didn't cover it. Well, they did cover it. We just didn't listen to what they gave us. So it's actually all there. It's just a question of revisiting and saying, okay, what were they really saying that I was skipping over the first time? That it's funny you brought that up because that's what happened to me. You know, I listened to it, thoughts, okay, great, do this, great, all this stuff. 
And then later I was like, man, they missed out on emotions and the vibe and this. And then I went back years later, uh, rewatched and I'm like, no, it was there. Crap. There it is. It they're, they're talking about the different yeah. emotions and what the focus. And they, go, they didn't say it in the way that it would have resonated with me at the time, but I was like, but it was there. They, they did share it. And so, um, I remember yeah. having a conversation with one guy who was going to be a guest on my podcast. We, ha we haven't actually arranged to have him on yet, but he says, you know, I have an issue with the law of attraction. I said, oh, why? He says, well, in the secret, the, the kid got his wagon and he didn't have to work for it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> but, but there's an example, right? There's an example of somebody who had his preconception and it didn't fit his preconception. So therefore it must be invalid. It, it, you know, it's one of those things when it comes to this stuff, because I, I think we're just barely retouching the surface of this. When you look at quantum yeah. physics, the power of visualization, the power of the mind and how the mind can manipulate matter. Um, it's been always around. It's just from a if I, I always tell people if I'm learning this and I'm getting this information, there's already there's years before this has already exi exi existed, because it's like you can do things where like some people say, like, hey, he didn't do the work to get the wagon. Well, there's studies I've done with visualization where they've done muscles where someone does the work for building a mm -hmm. bicep muscle. And they've done another study where someone just yeah. visualizes the work. And yeah. to, when you look at the results, it's only a couple percentages off from yeah. growth and strength. So what does that tell us? And so my whole mission in life, and, and I'm more, well, not my whole mission, but part of my mission in life right now is like the law of least effort. Where can we find that sweet spot? of the least amount of work to get the greatest gain. I love to ask you this question, especially relating with the law of attraction, law of vibration okay. and all those things. How can, how, how can we find that? Taking the steps. We were talking earlier about taking the steps where relationships are concerned, taking the steps. You, you can't go wrong taking the steps. Like you alluded to before, you can't go wrong overthinking it. I'm, I'm like the world champion at that. I, I was the original person who would constantly overthink everything and never get anything done. Well, I mean, the, well, that's not entirely true. I'm also a doer, so I would have my doing time. But whenever I was trying to grow, I wasn't doing, I was, I was overthinking things. And so I wouldn't get anything done there. And so I wouldn't make any progress. It, it, take the steps. Just take them anyway. Even if you don't have the answers, take the steps. It, it, Mike Dooley, again, I'm going to call on him again. He told this really great story about how he, he was at a crossroads. This was long before he became Mike Dooley. He wasn't known yet. He and his mom had that t-shirt business. You probably knew about that. And, and the t-shirt business was kind of on the decline. So they decided to sell the t-shirt business. And then he had to decide what to do. Now, he had training as a, as a CPA, as an accountant. But he didn't really want to be an accountant. And he got a job offer for an accountant at a company he didn't want to work for. That was, that was like his sucky option. And then there was another option. It was the suckier option. And then there was a third one that was the suckiest option. And he had three sucky options to choose from. So what did he do? He picked one and just moved on. He didn't stay there trying to figure out what to do about which was the better one of the three sucky options. He just picked one to get past it. But how many of us would have stayed there and said, oh, geez, you know, well, I should probably try to figure out which one's going to pay me more and which one's going to take more. We just overanalyze the whole thing. We'd analyze it to death. He didn't do that. He just said, I'm going to pick one. And then he moved on. I love that. It, it, it's just, you know, keeping the energy moving forward. Yeah. Right. And I think that's what it comes down to, because it's like, even if it's not in that one direction, the direction you want to go, you're at least doing something and moving forward. And then eventually, like you say, you can do a U-turn, you can make a left here, you can make a couple lefts. Um, but as long as you stay focused on what it is that you're, you know, you want to create or what you want to do, or just have that will inside, you don't have to have to know what it is. That's at least what I tell people. I'm like, you just have to just know that you, if you're, if you can dream it, then or you see yourself a certain way in a life, 
And you're like, I don't know how to get there though. Don't worry about the how. Just do. Just like, just be and go. You know, just I love that. That's just this great advice. When it came through your your journey on money, I want to tap tap into this just a little bit because sure. this is something that um, you know a lot of people have. And you know, and in states nowadays, it's looking at things where like, oh, inflation's going up, gas is going up, this is going up, and all these other things are going up. And, and just money in general. It, 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 what are some you know when it comes to law of attraction and those kind of things? Well, let me before I get to that. Why do people have money issues? Why is it something? And I'm only bringing this up because, like, I'll share an example. Like Matthew McConaughey, he went to New Orleans one year and to go visit back into his roots. And he goes to this voodoo shop and they have all these potions for everything. And he goes, it always fascinates me. He goes, there's potion for love and fertility and all this stuff. He goes, the ones that are always empty is money. But at the same <laughs> token, he goes, every time I go to look for one, there's, there's none there. They're all sold out. <laughs> He goes, but what fascinates me is that not everyone has it, even though they're all seeking for it. So what, 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 how, how do we change the game of that? Well, let, let's go to a very brief discussion about what the law of attraction is. In very simple terms, like attracts like. What you give your attention to the most, you get the most back. Um, people have also practiced, how can I be very specific? Can I attract particular things? And yes, that's also possible, but that's a little bit beyond the scope of what we're talking about here. Right now, we're just talking about What's my predominant vibrational state? Vibrational meaning, how am I feeling? How am I thinking? What am I thinking about? What am I giving my attention to? And that is going to be what I get more of in my life. So when it comes to money, people say to themselves, well, I've been working on myself. I've been getting myself into a better state. You know, I, I've learned to love money and the money isn't still, still isn't showing up. Why isn't it showing up? And without knowing the particulars, the answer is, well, because your vibration tells us that you've actually been focusing on the lack of money. You've been focusing on it not being there or, or that you're not going to be able to get it or, or something along that line. And they say, well, no, no, no. I've been working hard on this. I do my affirmations every day. This is where it's important to look at your entire life. And by your entire life, I mean, not like over the last 20, 30, 40, 50 years. I mean, like over the last 24 hours, the last 48 hours, the last 72 hours. What have you been giving your attention to? Because it's amazing where money is concerned. And I know because this is like money has always been my hardest one, too. But I learned that this is true about me. If I, if I really look honestly, there have been times in my life where I said, well, yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm friends with money. I feel good about money, but money doesn't seem to be showing up. Why doesn't it show up? Well, there was that conversation that I had where I was complaining about how the monetary system works. And, oh, I was complaining about the banks the other day and how they're so unfair in the way they do their business. And that corporate greed stuff is really getting to me. Oh, my God, I've been spending a lot more time against money than in favor of money. And I didn't even realize it. So take full inventory. Where are you giving all of your attention where money is concerned? So many people, have they want money, but, but they want to hate where, where money comes through. You can't get money if you're going to just keep blaming where money is coming from or where money is going. It doesn't work. That's the diametric opposite of what the law of attraction teaches us. So if you're not getting enough money in your life, ask yourself, where am I focusing my attention on in my conversations, in the things that I think about, in the stuff that I watch on television, in what I'm watching in the news, in what I'm listening to in politics and all this other stuff, where am I giving my attention that is anti-bringing money in my life? And you're going to find it's in a lot of them. In fact, this is one of the things that kind of led me to create my podcast because I was feeling overwhelmed at one point, like, oh my God, I have so much negative stuff going on. How on earth am I supposed to turn this around? Because I, a lot of this is so habitual. That, that was my biggest fear. It wasn't trying to figure out where it was coming from. I knew it was like, oh my God, how am I going to do this? <laughs> 
I love that. And I appreciate you sharing that. And it's, it, it, it's so true. Like this is like the lack thing. I'm always, that's one thing I always tell people when people say the law of tracks doesn't work or whatever it may be. I'm always like, let me hear how you're saying it. Well, I want to have this. Okay. Wants come from lack or, you know, I desire this. Well, desires come from lack because you're only going to desire something you don't have. Um, but you brought up a different concept that I, I haven't heard in a while. And I like that where it's like, how's your conversation with money? And I have, to, I'm like, when you were talking, I'm like checking myself for a minute going, Ah, inflation's going up, dollars getting weak, this is happening. I'm like, where's my focus? Yeah. I'm like, wait a minute here, I'm focusing there. Or, or like the new, you know, we moving to digital. Is it Bitcoin and all this stuff? Well, forget the money stuff. This is where it is going to be. And then I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. I'm bashing one system over another. That it can't exactly. be doing that. So I appreciate that. I was good at that. I actually wrote a book that bashed the system. I really did. I wrote a book that bashed the monetary system. Talk about keeping the money away. Let me tell you, it works great. <laughs> uh, I love it. Yeah, it's. Uh, I never thought of that. You know, I heard someone say that years ago to me, and it, it just again, you hear things and you just forget. Um, right. But it's one of those things, like, oh yeah, it's every relationship yes. that come. And now I'm going to tie that back to again what we talked about earlier about relationships, um, because it's the energy what you're putting off too. Like when you're talking about like your relationship with your car and your relationship with this. And people don't realize, I don't think that we give off an energy and it can program non-material, non-living things. Like, you know, you, um, I had this one time where I was, I was sharing this in a talk and, and, uh, people are like, what do you mean you can program things? I'm like, well, here's an easy one. If you're married, let me know where most of your arguments happen. And they just started looking at me like, what do you mean? I'm like, really take inventory and yes. see where most of your arguments happen. And so yeah. they started thinking about like, okay, yeah, kitchen in here. Okay, great. What does that mean? I said, okay. Have you ever walked into the kitchen and all of a sudden you just were perturbed by your, your spouse or you just started oh, to get great. edgy, right? I've, I've yeah. had it. I mean, we've all had some of that, some sort. And they're like, I'm like, why did that happen? Why just, you know, maybe the way they looked, it wasn't the way they looked. I was like, you, how many times have you argued there? So we start going through that process and to save time on that. But and then they're like, oh my goodness. So I'm like, okay, where else are you putting your energy to? Yeah. What else are you programming? So like, it's just tailing it back to what you're saying about money and cars and all the relationship stuff. It really, it all comes down to just being, you know, you have to be mindful of what you're aware of. And, and if you're like, for the listeners, you know, is this something you can also do within relationships and your health and all those other perspectives, what you just talked about with your relationship with money and how you're talking about it? There's something else I want to throw in here too. That's really important because we yeah. just create a great foundation for it. Right now, there are a number of things going on in the news that are freaking people out. And there's always something freaking people out. But right now, there's some particulars. There is a war going on in Ukraine. It's a really big deal. A lot of people feel very affected by it. Sure, I feel it too. Um, like you pointed out, there's inflation going on. There, there's a lot of uh, very great levels of discontent and also uncertainty where monetary system is going on and where you know the economy is going and so forth. And it, it's a, an ongoing topic of conversation. So people often will ask, well, what am I supposed to do? Ignore all of this? And my answer is, I don't ignore it. I'm aware of all of it. I just don't give a lot of attention to it. People are watching the news about what's going on in Ukraine a far more. I don't even watch the news. I, I literally think I have not watched the news since like a year ago. It's been that long since I even looked at a newscast for even a second. And yet I've somehow found out about what's going on in Ukraine. How did I do that? Well, it's because it's everywhere. You can't avoid it. It just comes out. So it's not like you ever need to stay on top. If you find out. It eventually comes to you. You just don't have to inundate yourself with it. You don't have to bury yourself in it. And that's what I do. I don't allow myself to be buried in any of it. So I'm aware of what's going on in Ukraine, but you know what? It doesn't affect me. 
I don't feel about it the way other people do. I'm aware of what's going on with, with the monetary inflation. It doesn't affect me. By the way, that's a big deal. You know, 20 years ago, I would have been like uh, you know, on top of the roof screaming, hey, inflation is here. This is a huge shift for me that I made over the years, but I made it. And I've gotten to the point now where it just doesn't even touch me anymore. I don't even notice it. Yeah, I'm aware it's there. I just don't give it any attention. And when you do that, though, like especially what you just shared there, then it all of a sudden you can now take back your power. And you can choose what you want to put your energy towards. Exactly. And that's like the whole it, it, deal. Because you're bringing up news and stuff, right? I haven't watched news. I haven't watched the news channel in 12 years. I, you know, I remember yeah. the last time it was, I think Obama was getting going to be, a, you know, he was getting, I think 2008. Yeah. So elected and something like that. And I was watching just what was going on. That was the last time I watched it. Good and it was, and it was one of those things. But, but when I talk on social media and stuff, people think like, oh, you, you watch news. That's what they say. It's on the news. I'm like, I don't watch the news, but. <laughs> But like you brought up a point, it's everywhere. It Social is. media, like gas prices. I mean, I know what gas prices are because I see what it is around here. But I'm like, whatever it is, what it is. I don't drive much. It's only this much more. I'll reconfigure my life. But the way people put the energy out there, you can get so consumed by that that all of a sudden it triggers the fear response. And all of a sudden, you're like, oh my God, yeah, gas is going up. Look, everyone talks about it. There comes the neural conditioning. And now you get sucked into something. And then you become part of the whole problem and the experience of what most people go through rather than like you're sharing. I know it's there. Like, so do I. I know the Ukraine war is there. I'm not looking into, you know, any, I'm just like, it's there. I can't do anything about it. I can say prayers for both. Hopefully there's resolution for the world on this. You you can only do so much. And at the end of the point, it's like, they're going to do what they want to do. And frankly, everyone's like, well, don't you worry about that can turn to World War III. You know what? It's not here. I'm not going to worry about that right now. And if it happens, what control do I have? You know, besides putting good vibes out there, what else do I have? And that, by the way, is the control. That's the part that people skip. You know, they say, well, I don't have any control. And, and what they mean is things are going into hell into hell in a handbasket. So therefore, I have to worry about it. But all you have to do is turn that around. And you just acquired control just by doing what you said. Because you said it beautifully. You know, you put out some prayers. You put out some good thoughts. That does a lot. The more the people do that, the less war there's going to be. The more that people do that, the less inflation there's going to be. The more that people do that, the more the less economic problems there are going to be. And by the way, to point at another one, how about the world of entertainment? The movies that we watch, the television programs that we watch, how many of those are fueling us? How many of those are triggering us? You know, take a look. You want to take inventory, take an inventory of your entertainment. Louise and I, my wife and I, we, we have like filtered out so much of that stuff. And she still watches stuff that I don't even want to watch. Sometimes I get sucked into it. I'm saying, why are we watching this stuff? I'm getting out of here. I can't take this anymore. <laughs> but I've become aware of it. And that's the whole point. You have to become aware of where are you giving your attention in all areas of your life? It's not just enough to say, well, okay, I've been working on money today. Now I can go you know, watch a, a bang, bang, shoot them up cop show. I'm going to be fine. Well, yeah, not really. That's the, You're feeding that stuff into your mind, guy. You can't do that if you want to change your mindset. You got to shift the whole thing. I love that. No, I, I'm so happy you brought that up because it is, how do we get conditioned? How do we get programmed? How do we get sucked in? And it's actually part of what my new book is all about because it's all about tapping into what oh, is the thing. Me. Well, it's called the, the Decoding the Matrix. And so it's all about, uh, I, I describe what the matrix is. And then I say the matrix is influenced um, by the biggest influence. Who are they? And I break down who they are. You brought up one of them. Movies is one of the, the producers of movies, people who create uh, movies. It constructs our mind and to see things. That's why how rare is it that in the 50s, 60s, 70s, Star Trek and all that stuff, the tech, all those movies, how is it that the tech that we have today is identical to what they had yeah. back then? Right. Yeah. And some people are like, 
well, it's just because we saw it in a movie. No, 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 no. That doesn't work. I say, okay, let's go with Pandemic with the movie in 2017, how it conditioned our minds. Or how about this? I'm like, well, you're sounding like a conspiracy theorist. I'm like, eh, when you understand this, it's not. You can see how people get programmed and conditioned in certain ways. And it's all just, again, coming back to that process. And it's the ones who have the most power influence the matrix to control the masses. And I call that modern slavery. Because what people don't realize, and like you brought up right now, is that we are con- conditioned and controlled. Unless we're awake and we understand our power and how to pull it back towards us, if we don't do that, we are controlled in every metric. And they can just keep throwing f- fear is what controls us, the masses. And so they just keep throwing fear out there. And it, they just they have all the results. They have everything calculated to a T to know if it works or not. They'll know within a split of a second through Facebook, Twitter, you know, all the social apps, they track everything. So they know how many hits they're getting, how many views, what's viral. They're like, okay, great. We got it. Let's keep pushing this until it dies down. Once it dies down, we'll try something else and we'll keep pushing. For whatever reason that is, I don't get into that part of why they do it or whatever, but it's just, again, like you were saying, um, the movies and stuff got me on that process. By the way, it's not a conspiracy if it's out in the open where everybody can see it. <laughs> true I know. Well, even not. sometimes well i used to be called a conspiracy theorist before and back in the day and i'll be like how am i a conspiracy theorist when i'm giving you research or i'm sharing yeah, stuff? Right. This, you know and i'm like but here it is like this is not like with covid was one of the best ones for me because that just shocked me whatever you stand doesn't matter I'm, I'm in a neutral position but when i'm pulling research from like the lancet or really well prestige um places have been around for studies for years you know publishing research and then I'm getting backlash as a conspiracy theorist. I'm like, okay, the world really is interesting now uh, from what I'm pulling the research from. But that's a whole other discussion. But no, I agree with you on that. If it's out in the open, then that's what it is. But um, you bring up some great, I love, one, love the conversation. I can talk to you for, I knew I was going to be able to talk to you for hours. Yeah, you said um, 35 minutes. That didn't really work, did it? No, we were a little over, but that's all good. I, I know it was well worth info. But Walt, before we wrap it up, how can people find you, follow the podcast and everything else you're up to? Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. Actually, it's pretty easy to find me, just like it's easy to find you. Uh, any podcast platform you use, just look for LOA today, and it'll pop right up there. If you're not really sure where to find it, or for whatever reasons you're having trouble, um, you can actually go to a web page on my website that has all the different major podcasts listed there, all platforms listed, rather. Um, LOAToday.net forward slash subscribe will take you to that page. LOAToday.net forward slash subscribe and it'll just automatically direct you to whatever your favorite podcast platform is and uh, yeah i encourage people to tune in check us out um in fact uh, i'm I'm thinking after this conversation we got to have you back on the podcast again what do you think i love to be on the podcast you let me know we'll make it happen all right good so we'll we'll, we'll share calendars and uh, it may be a couple months because we're both kind of booked out but we'll 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 make it happen let's get it happen love to now i appreciate the convo i appreciate you coming on and just sharing your wealth of info it was you know, it's been a while since I had someone chat a little bit about the law of attraction and the way and, and just sharing what you did. You shared some nuggets, even for myself, which is like, ah, those are some really good reminders. I got to go back and pay attention to more of the inventory on certain things, especially with the money talk and so forth. So for all oh, the listeners, man. Walt's the guy. Check out the podcast. I, I'm, I've been checking out a few episodes. Great podcast. Highly recommend it. And uh, Walt, thank you. Looking forward to uh, I'll have you definitely having you back on again soon. Sounds great. I'm loving it, Vic. Thanks for being thanks for being a good friend too. We, we, I feel like we're developing a good friendship here, and that's just that social connection again. So, thank you very much. Oh, my pleasure. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us, so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, 
keep rocking and rolling. Thanks for tuning into the podcast. If you found this episode to be inspirational, pay it forward by sharing with someone that you know can benefit from this. If this is your first time tuning in, please follow us, connect with us so you don't miss another amazing episode. And until next time, keep rocking and rolling.